Okay, so um, uh, I guess I, I just want to piggyback off of uh, last week's message. Okay, and um, it was all about, you know, being on offense instead of being on defense. And I, I want to kind of add a little bit more, a uh, little more thought to that. Um, and I know I briefly talked last week about uh, the armor of God, uh, but I kind of want to unpack that a little bit more tonight and uh, then um, move on to kind of the, the main, main point of the message. Okay. And last week, I know I said that this was going to be a two week break from the Jesus is series, but um, this is actually um, a fresh word that the Lord spoke to me uh, this week. So I've got one more, um, one more message next week, and then we'll jump back into the Jesus is okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been, and if you've been me around, uh, if you've been around me lately, um, I I've been kind of in this like rawness. Um, and I say that loosely, but I, I've, I've just kind of been really vulnerable, um, you know, and if you were on Monday, I straight up just started weeping. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I want to kind of, um, I, I just have a lot of things that are burning on my heart right now. And this is another one of them. Um, Monday was a, was a big one that the Lord was really impressing on me. Uh, but, uh, tonight is equally the same. Um, and I, I want to tell you something in my past, um, I, I believed this, this line. All right. So don't quote this for truth, but this is what I believed. Um, and it is, it's this, I believe in Jesus. So therefore I have the armor of Christ on. Um, and I just accepted that as truth. Um, and I accepted that as just a reality over my life. And because I believe in Jesus, therefore I'm, I am armored with the armor of God. And I almost neglected this, this, this truth in this of, um, the daily, the daily, um, practice, I guess I'll, I will say the daily practice of me clothing and putting on the armor daily. Um, and, uh, this is just, I, I finally got kind of been able to put words to this, um, over, over kind of this process of probably the last couple of years of, of digging into the armor of God a little bit more. And, uh, I have, I've in the past, I've neglected this putting on the armor daily. You know, I have my quiet time daily. I spend time with the Lord daily, all of these things daily, but am I actually armoring myself? Am I actually closing myself with armor daily? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, let me blow my nose real quick. Okay. Sorry about that. So, um, yeah. So just to, you know, recap a little bit, uh, I neglected the daily side of putting on and clothing myself with the armor of God. 
And um, as I studied this scripture that we're going to be in tonight, I quickly realized that the armor is actually clothing myself in a righteousness and clothing myself with Christ um, instead of these, these things, these inanimate objects that I'm going to actually put on myself and quote unquote equip myself with. Um, so I dug into this and I, um, what it looks like in my life, in our lives of what this actually looks like. So if you would turn to Ephesians six again, um, and let's look at what all of this armor actually is. And, I have this just weird, weird feeling that this will all be about Jesus. So um, <laughs> um, I want you to really tune in. I'm, I'm going to try not to zoom through this too fast. Get it? Because we're on Zoom. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I'm, I'm going to try not to go through this too quickly, but I, uh, I do want to share all this with you. Um, and uh, yeah. I've been studying, as you guys know, I, I love studying church history and revival history. And I tried to find, this is off topic, just as you're turning to Ephesians 6. So don't write this down in your notes. This is completely just rabbit trail that I wanted to share with you. I actually wanted to start the message this way, but I forgot. Um, so, <laughs> so I have, uh, I've been studying church history and revival. And, you know, we... We see all these revivals, you know, like Azusa Street that happened in California, Azusa of the East, which happened in North Carolina, um, the Brownsville Revival in uh, uh, Florida. There it is, Toronto Revival in Toronto. And I couldn't find one in Denver, um, so I was kind of sad. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to join in of being that move, um, let's – we can uh, maybe pray into that. Um, that would be really fun to do with you guys. So <laughs> um, selfishly, I think that would be really fun. Um, for the glory of God, I think it would be really, really fun. So um, again, sidetrack, but Ephesians 6. Um, yeah, never in Denver. Can you believe that? Never in Denver. And people started their ministries in Denver and then went to other places and had great, great outpourings you know, but never actually an outpouring in Denver. Breaks my heart. But Ephesians 6, uh, I just want to read this entire, well, we'll see how far I want to read. Um, but we'll start in verse 1. Okay, so it reads, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. <laughs> I love how plain that is. Verse 2, um, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. It is that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bond, service, bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord. That's pretty cool, yeah? Yeah, that is cool, Lex. Whether he is a bondservant or he is free, masters do, do the same to them. Do the same to your slaves and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master 
and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality within him. All right, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole arm put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, in the supernatural places. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And then verse 16, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to the end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that my words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Yeah, that's where we'll stop tonight. Okay? So you've probably heard this before. You've probably read it before. I hope uh, you've probably heard a sermon about this before. But I kind of want to just unpack this one piece of armor at a time um, and actually really look at what all of this arm, armor looks like. But before we look at the armor, we have to look at what the heck is happening in verses 1 through 9 where we have to honor our mothers and fathers and not being provoked in anger and and honoring our masters and you know all of these all of these things that are packed into these first nine verses and what we have to understand is in the first nine verses of Ephesians 6 is that the entire theme is honor that's the entire theme if you were to use one word to sum up Ephesians 6 1 through 9 it would be honor um, and there's nobody left out in this doesn't say you have the privilege to dishonor this person, <laughs> right? That would be really weird to have in scripture. Um, but I just wanted to make that point that there is honor. And this, these first nine verses are just saturated. They are, they are saturated. They are soaked with this word honor. Okay. And as I, as I study scripture, I always ask myself, why is this in the same chapter? You know, why is honoring your slave and then putting on the armor of God in the same chapter or the same thought? Does that ever baffle you guys? Like these are in my, in my humanness, in my mind, I'm like, okay, those are very, very different topics. Honor your father and mother and then get ready for war. Uh, okay, uh, great. That's really weird. Uh, but thanks, Paul. I appreciate you writing all of these things. I know it's truth. Um, now, sometimes I, I understand that because there's a lot of things that I want to say, <laughs> and some of them just don't relate. Uh, it's still truth, uh, but it's always very, very interesting, especially if I'm writing something, I try to stick with one theme. Um, but anyways, here is what's happening. 
and I want you to write this down. This will be one of the first things that I really touch on is if I do anything outside of honor, I am doing it outside of Christ. If I'm doing anything outside of honor, I'm doing it outside of Christ. And yes, I, I know that's a really, really good point. So you don't need to tell me. I already know. Not even a smirk. Oh, there. Thank you, Hannah. I left. Thank you. Thank you. Just trying to make sure everybody's paying attention. I know we're only 10 minutes in, but. All right. So if I do anything outside of honor, I'm doing it outside of Christ. Okay. And I know we talk about off. Uh, I know we talk about honor often here at the home. And I know you've heard, you know, you've probably heard it from your parents, honor your father and mother. <laughs> um, and we've almost become like numb to it. You know, it's kind of one of those things that we've just become numb to. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. But have you ever asked yourself, what does that look like? What does it actually mean to honor my father and mother? What does it actually mean to honor somebody else? What's it actually mean to honor? You guys ever ask yourself that? Or is it just like, well, yeah, you just do it. Uh, okay, what's that look like, right? What's this actually look like? Is this only on Mother's and Father's Day <laughs> where we actually honor these people, you know? Because I don't know, maybe that's what it's turned into. And everybody, uh, and every other day is, okay, mom, you're an inconvenience to my life. Dad, you're an inconvenience to my life. Brother, sister, you're actually inconveniencing my life, not adding to my life. Does that make sense? Are you guys tracking with me? I, yeah. I want to unpack this. So I guess I'll be quick. If it's not enough, it's actually one of the Ten Commandments. Um, I think that makes it important enough. But to add to that, it's actually part of a Jewish law. And I know that's obvious because it's part of the Ten Commandments. But there's this actual book called the Talmud. I think I said it right. T-A-L-M-U-D. T-A-L-M-U-D is how you spell it. And it is actually all of the rabbis, and I, I know I'm getting into the knowledge stuff, but stay with me. All of the rabbis actually debating and going back and forth on what the Torah presents. Um, and it is in this as Jewish law, just like, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but Jaden touched on how, on all of the Jewish laws that came to existence um, when he preached a couple weeks ago. All of these laws were actually started in the Torah. To, yeah, started in the Torah. I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> but they started in the Torah, and then they got added to as the rabbis started debating and discussing with each other, and they started um, adding to them in the Talmud. Okay? So it's this interesting thing, and it, there's multiple laws that all talk about honoring your father and mother and honoring each other and honoring your masters and of course, they had to throw in honoring your rabbi uh, to cater to their ego. Um, but I won't touch on that too much. <laughs> so um, I think it's really interesting. This honoring of people and parents is the same way that we actually honor God. Okay, so if I don't honor my mother and father and, and people around me, then I'm actually dishonoring God. That's where the rabbis landed. 
And they had to, and I, I don't want to bash them too much because they actually had to add more language to this because it was just getting lost in translation. And that's why they added some of these laws to that overall arching honor, um, I guess, bubble, if I can. Does that make sense? And I, I want to separate two words in your head because you're probably like, oh man, what's that look like? And I'm like, okay, here we go. Honor and worship are not the same thing. And I need us to, to know that, and I need you to remember that. Honor and worship are very, very different. Honor is a high respect or an, is a high respect or a great esteem holding somebody to. Okay, that's the noun of it. But the verb of it is to actually fulfill or keep an obligation or an agreement. This is why I geek out so much about the generational passing down of mantles. Um, is this exact thing. If I honor my father and mother, <laughs> then I actually honor what the Lord entrusted with them and I want to make it bigger. Does that make sense? Um, and yeah, maybe you haven't had a very good representation of this in your own house, but hey, who are these people that you do honor and how do you take that mantle that they have spoken to you about have they or who have invested into you about and then how do you take that to the next level do you understand what i mean by mantle almost like an entrustment almost like a a a download of um oh, oh, yeah just like almost a download of revelation that they've carried well does that make sense okay cool so that's honor and then worship is actually the expression of reverence and adoration to God Almighty. Okay? Worship is an expression. Honor is a way of living. Okay? And I, I get that, yes, our lives are supposed to be an act of worship. So, yes, I understand that. But what, what that actually means is through the way I live is an expression of who I glorify. The way I honor is the way I respect people. Does that make sense? Do you see the differences here? Yeah. I feel like I really explained that really well. So I hope you, <laughs> I hope you, um, I hope you understood. Andrew, are you raising your hand? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you uh, do the definition of uh, the, the verb uh, adage of honor for me? Yeah. It's to fulfill or keep an obligation or an agreement. Thank you. Okay, so when we honor someone, it's not in worship or submission, it's out of respect. Okay, does that make sense? So let me add a little bit of, a little bit of urgency behind it. So if I do something and don't honor the other person or persons involved, I'm actually breaking contract with the Lord. Does that make sense? Big or small? Big or small. You know, if I cancel last minute on somebody, bye-bye honor, right? If I talk back to somebody, bye-bye honor kind of thing. Does that make sense? I know those are probably just like, oh, yeah, they'll get over it kind of thing. But, like, the way, the way I honor Jaden or the way I honor Blake is actually me actually honoring the Lord. 
and viewing them as God's children in itself should just add that increase of honor to Jaden and Blake. Does that make sense? And it's not just Jaden and Blake that I honor. It's, I was just using them as an example. Okay. So do you get the point? And the same, at, the same mo- at, the, at the same moment that you're dishonoring somebody, you're actually dishonoring God. But at the same moment you are honoring somebody, you're actually honoring God. You see how these go hand in hand? They cannot be disconnected. Yes? This is the best weld you could ever have. And it's either you're honoring everybody or dishonoring everybody. Okay? Does that make sense? If you want, if you want to read more about Malik, or <laughs> if you want to read more about honor, ter- go read and study Malachi. I, I think chapters one through three um, is where it re- where he really hones in on honor. Um, and yeah, okay. But again, if I do anything outside of honor, I'm doing it outside of Christ. Okay, does that make sense? Yep. Cool. So I know that's a little a little nugget for you to kind of chew on. But again, why is this being talked about before armoring ourselves with God? Right? It seems very random. It seems like Paul is jumping from topic to, po- to topic and is like all over the place, like the way I preach. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> so, and because of this, Here's, here's, here's the conclusion that I came to, and I believe that, Lord, that the Lord spoke to me. is because without, without this armor, you're actually vulnerable to the enemy's schemes and more apt to not honor. Okay? Say it one more time. Yeah. Without armor, we're vulnerable to the enemy's schemes and we're more apt not to honor. Okay, we're more we're more subject to fall into that. And I'm sorry, I'm about to wet myself, so I will be right back. Anybody know how to spell susceptible? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh S U S C E P T I B L E. But I could be wrong. I, I'm pretty, I always, with big words like that, I always try and like picture it in my head. And if it looks right, then I'm like, oh, okay. So. Hey, you spelled it right. <laughs> hey, spelling bee in middle school, baby. Woo! Did you win it? <laughs> huh? I said, did you win? win oh, it? no. <laughs> oh. I, I, I think two years in a row, they gave me the same word exercise. And I always thought, for some dumb reason, that exercise was spelled E-X-C-E-R-C-I-S-E. Is that not how you spell it? No, huh? E- no. E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. Yeah, E-X-E-R. Exercise. <laughs> two years in a I row. Guess I guess that is weird if you're in middle school. I would have lost two then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to spell it because I don't do it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, um, sorry guys. I, uh, I had a headache cause I didn't have coffee today and then I overdid it on the coffee. Um, I know it's probably a bigger issue than I'm alluding to. Um, but, um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, probably not though. Cause I'm okay with it. Um, with my, I'm alluding to my addiction to coffee. That's all. Intervention. Yeah. Don't set one of those up. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Hey, we're back on. All right. Without armor, we're more vulnerable to the enemy's schemes and more apt not to honor. Okay? So that's why it's above it, I believe. Okay? Um, you can make up your own opinion. That's great. But I had this thought today, and it's this. If the enemy has power over us, then we haven't put all of the armor on. If the enemy has power over us, then I haven't put all of my armor on. And tonight I really want to journey to say that this armor that we just read about in Ephesians 6 is not an all or nothing kind of armor. I believe that is why Paul listed them off individually is because we have to, we have to clothe ourselves. We have to put on these things individually every single day. In verses eleven and in verses in verse eleven and thirteen, this word "put on the whole armor of God" brought me to this conclusion. And I, I don't know, maybe some of us, maybe some of you, read this in a context of um, in comfort to almost comfort your suck, and <laughs> then read in a way of like, I can only put it all on, or I don't right and that's the way I, I already told you this is the way i thought right this is the way i i perceive things of if i believe in jesus i have the armor already and that was just me comforting my actual suck you know um so what i'm what i want to talk about is i'm i'm here to point something out to you i have to clothe every part of my body separately right i don't all of a sudden wake up get out of the shower and then say, clothe me. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, you know, it doesn't all of a sudden happen that way. That would be, uh, that would be really weird. Um, one, um, but I actually have to pull the shirt over my head and then pick it up and put it over my belly. And then I have to pull my pants up and then I, all I have to put my socks on. I have to put my shoes on. I have to, actually put my glasses on and they all happen separately and it doesn't all of a sudden all right armor me wham no i don't think it happens that way i think it's this process of putting on and clothing myself which we'll talk about um and the cool thing is i love that we have the capacity to do this like holy crap the Lord gives us access into saying, hey, I want you to be a part of actually putting this armor on as well. I've already given it to you, Lex, but I want you to actually take the act and pull it over your body. Place it on your head. All of these things, right? I, I think it's amazing. So let's look at this. Let's unpack all of this. The belt of truth. 
is the first one listed, correct? I'm going to list them off and then I'm going to break them down one by one if you want to sort your notes in properly. Okay? So the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes for the readiness of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Okay? So it's a pr pretty amazing that we get to put these on, that we have the cap capability of saying, Lord, I need to be clothed with all of these things. Okay? And if you're like Madison when she was growing up, this is what she dressed up as, as Bible girl for Halloween. And she would have all of these things written in crayon, the breastplate of righteousness. No, I was in eighth grade. She was in eighth grade. Sorry, <laughs> correction. All right. Can you repeat? Uh, can you just say him again, or at least like the third and sixth one? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just, Thank you, sorry. I'll, I'll go through them again. It's okay. the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes for the readiness of the gospel of peace. I know that one's long. <laughs> the shield of faith the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit got it cool all righty so i want to kind of unpack all of these pieces of armor and go one by one is that okay so yeah. the belts of truth like belts do they hold everything up okay I could stop there, but of course, you know me well enough, I'm going to continue. Um, they hold everything up. They hold and fasten everything together so that there's no looseness, I guess is how I'll say it. Mm. I can't be loose in this, okay? When I have a belt of truth on, I am not loose in truth. I am secure in truth. That wasn't in my notes. That was pretty good. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Bonus point. Bonus all right this belt of truth keeps us all in order what i mean is the belt keeps everything in order and if i don't have the belt on in my physical world if i don't wear a belt in my normal day-to-day -day, i'm gonna have bigger problems correct and i'll be looking like a fool with my pants on the ground nobody even knows that is that before you guys <laughs> No, that was so good. I totally get it, man. Okay. Thank you. We'll sing it later. Thank you. All right. So this belt of truth is about knowing truth and real truth. Not what you have called truth. Real truth. This is big. This is very, very big. Okay. This protects you from other worldviews and other temptations or other schemes of people and of the enemy. Okay. And you'll see this theme through this, that actually truth is Jesus. You'll see that every single one of these items actually illuminates a level of Jesus. But that's more to come, okay? So that's the belt of truth, okay? Then we talk about the breastplate of righteousness. And I got to thinking, breastplate, what does that cover? Right his out. Yeah? And this probably makes no sense for if you're just listening to this. <laughs> it's your torso. It covers your entire chest, right? <laughs> it covers your heart. It covers your lungs and those vital organs. Yes, very, very vital organs. It covers your stomach, right? 
This is important. And then why righteousness? This is us understanding who holds the keys to our life. You see how vital everything is right here? This is very vital stuff. If I get, if I get hit in the heart, I'm sorry, it's probably not a very good likelihood of me going to make it. If I get hit in the lungs, also same thing, not a very good likelihood of me making it, right? Especially if the enemy, like it says, is shooting fiery darts at me. Oh shoot, all right, that's probably gonna knock me out. More than knock me out, kill me, all right, but we'll talk about that later. All right, so why righteousness? This is the understanding that righteousness covers our life source. And then why the heart? Why the lungs? Because this is what the Lord cares about most. This blows my mind right here. This is what he cares about most cares about what happens in my heart first yes because as we know all of the issues flow from the heart and then my lungs he decides that he's going to breathe into my lungs every breath okay so again this theme righteousness is jesus i guess this could be the jesus is series yeah but whatever <laughs> all right uh next one is the shoes for the readiness of the gospel of peace okay this one's fun because in matthew 5 it talks about it, it's, uh, it's called the beatitudes yes mm -hmm. we love the beatitudes they're beautiful things yes and in there it says blessed are the peacemakers um i don't know about you guys but one i want to be blessed <laughs> and two i want to be a peacemaker I don't know. Uh, maybe that doesn't resonate with you, but hey, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, but I want to be a peacemaker. This means wherever we walk, wherever we go, you see my walking man? Moonwalk. You're welcome. That'll with you. All right. This means wherever I go, I bring peace. Wherever I walk, I bring peace. Because the peace of the gospel, let me say this in its entirety. This means where we go, we bring peace because the peace of the gospel lives within me. So again, peace is Jesus. All right, the next one is the shield of faith. Faith in what? Oh, I'm really glad that you asked. It is faith in the sovereign plan that God has ordained for your life. And the shield, when the opposite comes the way, you reject it. Right? Just like it says, shield of faith to deter the flaming darts of the enemy or also known as faith is knowing that we are victorious. Mm. When I have faith, I actually understand that the enemy has been defeated and that I am on the winning side. 
I'm on offense, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. And again, Jesus is faith. Wait, can you say that one again? All of it? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. So You're going fast. Oh, man, I told you. I'm excited. <laughs> Wait until the end. I'm going to start weeping on you. Nobody thought that was funny either. I'm going to maybe just take a break from the jokes until we're in prison. I laughed. I'm just oh, funny. I'm laughing. Okay, the shield of faith. Faith in the sovereign plan God has when the opposite comes my way. Okay? And then also this shield deters flaming darts of the enemy, a.k.a. faith is knowing that I'm victorious in the Lord. Got that? And then faith is Jesus. Cool? Next one is the helmet of salvation. Salvation is our destiny. You have to understand what salvation is before we can put it on, right? <laughs> Goes for all of these, but hey, we'll focus on this one first. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just give up. All right, salvation in our destiny. Salvation is our destiny, yes? This is where we are destined to be, yes? Salvation is where we are headed, and it is good news, yes? We get to go to heaven. Congratulations. You could hang out with me for all eternity. <laughs> I, was, I, can't, I can't help it. I'm just comedian by <laughs> Not a good one. All right. So this, this helmet protects us from the doubts of that revelation that salvation is our destiny. This helmet keeps us centered again over the, th over the thoughts that are against the Lord's promises. Can you say that again? I'd love to. The helmet protects us from the doubts of the revelation of salvation over my life. And then also, the helmet keeps our minds centered against the other thoughts against the Lord's promises. Can you say the last one? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> so uh, the helmet keeps our minds centered against the other thoughts against the Lord's promises. I thought you said point after that, didn't you? Nope. Oh, never mind. Sorry. I had that point run down. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. <laughs> Here's my last point on this helmet of salvation is salvation is Jesus. You knew that one was coming, though. Okay. Then the last one, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God that scripture tells us. Yes, this is the word of God. This is not the sword of feelings and emotions. <laughs> that would be a pool noodle. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All of it tonight. 
this is not a sword of feelings and emotions. This is not a sword of my life experience. This is the sword of the spirit. Just like Jesus, when the devil tempted him, what did he do? He used the word of God. Yes? Just like Jesus, when all of the Pharisees and Sadducees tried to pin him, he quoted scripture. Peter and Paul did the same thing. Pretty cool. This is what sword of the spirit looks like in action. Spirit is Jesus. So you see my point here? And if you're like me, and, you know, as I was preparing this, I was like, okay, which one do I, do I miss the most? Which one am I, am I forgetting to put on the most? You know? And I want you to start thinking in that manner, okay? As we kind of transition of what this looks like when we don't have these things on, all right? Which one do I forget the most? You know, in, in, my, in my pride and ego, I want to say, okay, I, I never forget any. <laughs> but that's a lie, right? And I can convince myself of that. But like, what's, which one am I missing, okay? If I don't have one of these things, I am vulnerable, right? You see how vulnerable we become when we don't clothe ourselves in these? Mm. Scary. And I'm sure you guys are going to see the traps that all of us have probably fallen into on all of these, right? But I, I really want us to start thinking about this. And I could, I, I probably could, I'm not going to, so it's okay. I, I could probably go around the room and say, hey, this is the one you're not clothing yourself with, right? I won't do it, so rest assured, take a deep breath. It's okay, I'm not gonna put you on the spot. Um, it's all right. Um, but I, we could probably identify all of these. I could probably identify all of these, correct? Um, when I don't have the belt of truth on, I don't have anything keeping me together. And if something sounds nice, I'm gonna call it truth. Right? That's what it looks like. If I don't have this belt of truth on and some charismatic guy with a, not like you get what I mean. Some really got some dude on a stage who is really into it and then throwing his hands all around. And he really, really believes what he says. He could convince you of something that might not be truth. Right. And this is, this is a danger. But if I have the belt of truth on, I understand truth and real truth okay does that make sense Uh, good good when i don't have the breastplate of righteousness on you see what i'm doing here i'm gonna actually tell you you see it okay when i don't have the breastplate of righteousness on i don't have anything protecting the vital things of my life all issues stem from the heart right all all what is that it's a proverb right Proverbs something four proverbs four it says something like all the issues of life spring up from the heart i probably botched that but it's it's in proverbs four i know that so whatever um anyways um all issues stem from this heart right if my heart's not protected then i'm sorry there's going to be a lot of heart issues 
Hmm. The mouth speaks what the heart possesses. There's going to be a lot of heart issues. Do you see this? If nothing is protecting that, I am vulnerable to sin 100 times more. Statistics show. <laughs> right? What is it? 60% of statistics are made up. Yeah. That one was not. You are a hundred times more susceptible to falling into sin when I don't clothe myself in righteousness. When I don't put that breastplate on. When I'm not protected. Does that make sense? Good. When I don't have the shoes of the gospel of peace on, I'm actually walking into places and not bringing peace. And I have zero impact for Jesus in my situations. That one really sucks. Because <laughs> not only is it hurting me, it's actually hurting others around me. <laughs> you know, I, I, some of us are okay with hurting itself all day long. But when others are involved, it's like, oh, man, that one sucks <laughs> the most. But I believe that they're all equal. So don't let your mind go there. Okay. <laughs> I actually care a lot more about you because what flows from you actually impacts the rest. You see that? Right? If I put on these shoes, then I bring peace everywhere. And blessed are the peacemakers. Okay. If I don't, then I'm just another brick in the wall. I'm just another ant marching, whatever you want to use. That's all. And I'm not bringing peace. Does it always look like I, I'm doing the opposite of peace and I'm tearing down and dividing? No, it doesn't always look like that. But I don't know about you guys. I think as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, I should probably be magnifying Jesus where I go. Um, I, I don't know if that's too much of a leap, but I don't think it is. I think that's there's something there. It's not always the the extreme opposite of peace that I'm doing is maybe just that I'm not investing in peace. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I don't have the helmet of salvation on, I'm wide open for doubt and questioning of who Jesus is. There's no protection. I'm wide open. I don't have this helmet on and I don't know what is what. Right. The biggest thing that I hear from all people is I don't know which voice is the Lord's. And I get that. Hey, put on the helmet. I know that is way too simple. And I just made that way too simple. But like, hey, that's, that's it. That's it. When I don't put the helmet of salvation, I start second guessing my relationship with Jesus. And everything is up in the air all the time. And I'm trying to catch fireflies. You know? I'm just like, oh, well, oh, hold on to that. There's a little light there. You know? Nigga, it's it a little scary. I've seen this over my life. And you've probably seen it over your life. Okay. When I don't have the sword of the spirit, I don't have the word of God. When things come up, I will have no way of combating them. Right? When I look at Jesus, he combated him. He was just like, whoop, 
Oh, no problem. Wham. Wow. Right? All over. All over the place. But how scary is it? Because I've, I've lived it. And you don't know the word. And something comes up. And it's like, oh, crap. Right? I get hit by a two by four right in my face. And I'm like, okay, great. There's no way out of this. <laughs> you see my point here? You see how all of these things impact our spirituality, right? Yes? All of these things. If I don't clothe myself with all of these things, I am at risk. Right? I'm a sitting duck. I don't have a bush to hide behind. I don't have anything to hide behind. And I'm vulnerable. The one that scares me the most is the breastplate. Ooh, man, does that one scare me. I don't know about you guys. I don't know which one scares you guys the most. And I don't want it to like be, oh my gosh, I'm fearful of not having this on. No, it's just like, I want to make sure that I have that one on. I almost rank them. <laughs> uh, don't do that. But that's what I, I, I'm tempted with is I want to rank these things of importance and their level of importance over my life. But in reality and in actuality, all of them are equal. And they're all built off of one another. You see how they all build off of one another? Right? I could have all the armor on, but not have the sword of the spirit in my hand. And I'm sorry, I'm at risk. Right? I could have everything else all the other armor on, but not have the helmet of salvation, and I'll always doubt, and I won't be able to use the other armor. That blows my mind, right? They all build off of one another. How often do we only put some of the armor on and then go into battle? Right? Maybe daily. <laughs> you know, if I'm being honest with myself, it's probably daily. I'm like, okay, I'm missing something today. And I'm at risk, you know? I heard a pastor once say it would be really silly for a warrior to put some of the battle gear on and then go into battle. The pastor was me. I was just making sure you guys were paying attention. The point of all of this, I guess, is you, you, we, I need to stop doing things halfway and call it good enough. I've got to stop that. You know, I have to stop just doing things halfway and saying it's good enough. At least I got some of it on. Right? What a tragedy. What a shame. Jesus in, isn't in the business of good enough. He's in the business of fullness and that line, it is finished. You know, what if Jesus only died for some of the sins? <laughs> That'd be so freaking weird. <laughs> like, oh, well, I died for lying, but all everything else, good luck. You got to sacrifice lambs for that. <laughs> <laughs> right? That would be so bizarre. No, he covered everything in existence. Every sin that we haven't even discovered yet, you know, he's covered that one. That's amazing. He did it in all. 
You know, Paul maps out under the influence of Holy Spirit what it looks like to clothe and be in full armor, in the whole armor of God. Not just some. We need to clothe ourselves with the armor of God. And if it helps you, maybe it is. Maybe it is this fact of, okay, I am going to put all of it on or none of it on, (laughs) right? Maybe that helps you. Like, okay, I'm not going to leave my house until all of my armor's on. I'm not going to leave my prayer closet until all of my armor's on, right? I think this is what Jaden is alluding to when he preached last of, hey, this daily Sabbath, this daily moment of rest. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm fully armored, or let me put it this way, when I walk into the paintball ring or an airsoft ring, I don't know if it's called a ring, but I'm going to call it a ring. If I walk into one of these battles, right, and I don't have multiple layers on, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable, right? I remember going as a little guy, and I had like three hoodies on. I'm sweating my freaking butt off. You know, but I'm armored and I'm like, all right, this isn't going to hurt as bad now. Right? It's like playing Call of Duty without armor. Right? In Call of Duty, you can like take 50 bullets and you're okay. I don't know why, but like, that's the way it is. I don't get it. That's like, you get my point? You get what I'm saying here? All our, just put it all on. Put it all on. Now I want to, kind of in closing here, how are we, how are we doing? Are we okay? We're okay? You still with me? Cool. I'm going to just tie a bow on this. Is that okay? I'm going to tie just a beautiful bow on it. If you would, turn to Colossians 3. Missed it. Colossians 3, and I want to just read verse 12 to you. This is cool. It reads, Put on then. Sound familiar? Yeah? Put on. Clothe yourself. As God's chosen ones. Hey, that's you. Hey, that's you. That's you that I'm talking to right now. You're a chosen one of God. You are a son and a daughter of God. Holy cow. All right. That's pretty dope in itself, but that's not the main point. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy, beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, And if one has a complaint against another, forgive. As the Lord has forgiven you, you must also forgive. Put on then. How do you put all of those things on if you're not armored? How do you put all of those things on if you don't know what holiness is? If you don't know that you are beloved. If you don't know truth. Okay? Romans. Go to Romans 13. We're going to do a little Bible marathon here. 
Ready? Romans 13, verse 14. He ends his entire thought with this. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You hear that? You see it? You're looking at the scripture right now. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on? What's that look like? Oh, I just told you. And make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Put on Christ? Whoa. 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 That makes me excited. Put on Christ? You ever thought of that? You ever thought of what that looks like? Oh, it's putting on the armor of God. Okay, last one. Galatians 3. Galatians 3. And I just want to read verse 27 to you. Galatians 3, 27. Here it is. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Have put on Christ. Have clothed ourselves with Christ. Isn't that amazing? There's other places in scripture where it, it talks all about this, of putting on Christ, put, clothing ourselves in righteousness. Right? It's amazing that this is obtainable. So this leads me to my final, final point. And some of you might envision this armor as very restricting. Let me tell you that you're very, very wrong. It is not restricting at all. I love that all of this armor stuff is then followed and is all about Holy Spirit. And you knew this was coming. You're, you're listening to a, the home, you know. It, this is, it, all of this is by the Spirit. All of this is done in the spirit, a.k.a. praying in the spirit. Which comes in the verses to follow all of this, right? This is magnificent. Second Corinthians 3.17. I'm just going to read it to you. You don't have to turn there. Just write it in your notes. You can look at it later because I know you're going to look at your notes later. What was the address? Second Corinthians three seventeen. Thanks. Yes, and it's this. It's a very commonly known scripture. You probably have heard it. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So I can only clothe myself in this armor of God by the Spirit's work inside of me, correct? 
And by that Spirit's, by Holy Ghost's work inside of me, then all of the sudden, all of the sudden, there's a great freedom that comes. Do you see this? Do you see how revolutionary this is? That when I clothe myself with all of these things, I am the most free I can ever be. So if this armor is restricting and, and keeps you bound up and all of this stuff, I don't know what armor you're putting on. Because the armor of Christ, the armor of God, is freedom. Okay? Don't worry, I've got a couple more scriptures. I'm just going to turn, just going to turn to them real quick. We're almost there. John 16. 1613. If you want to write it down, John 1613. It reads, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all of the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare it to you. The things that are to come. Did you hear my emphasis way of reading the last part of that? That sounds like I am on offense. I don't know if it's, it's, it's red for me. That's Jesus Christ speaking. Let me read it again because I just don't know if it's set in. When the spirit of truth comes, right? This is, this is Jesus prophesying about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Do you see this? When the spirit of truth comes, he will, in the future, will, he will guide you into all the truth. All. What? All truth, dude. All truth. He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. Whoa. So the Holy Spirit even watches his tongue and only speaks when the Lord prompts him to speak? Wow, I should do the same, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should too. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you all of the things, all of the things that are to come. Wow, that is mind-blowing to me. That is revolutionary to my faith walk. So when I am armored with Christ by the spirits working inside of me, therefore I can know what is coming. Therefore, the Lord through the spirit is going to tell me things that will happen. I'm not saying this. Jesus is saying this. <laughs> I'm just reading it to you. Jesus said this. Let me add to it. John 8. 31 through 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Oh, dang. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty black and white there. Yes. 
There's no confusion in there. In the Greek, it says the same exact thing. In the Hebrew, it says the same thing. All of these things, it says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciple. Whoa. Let me keep on going. Verse 32, and you will know the truth. And this truth will set you free. And this truth will set you free. Let that just blow your mind for a second. Let that just pulsate through your brain for a second. That truth sets me free. Not the next sermon. Not the next worship song that comes out. But truth. Isn't that cool? We have that ability. By the studying of the word. By knowing him. By clothing myself in armor. I get set free of things. If I know truth, I'm not vulnerable. The enemy has zero power over me. We were talking in guys group about demonic possession somehow. I don't know really how it came up, but that's what we d- uh, decided to land on. Um, and <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I remember, uh, I'm going to pick on Blake and Andrew for a little bit here. I remember at the beginning of time when I first started really discipling these guys, they were so fearful of demonic possession. And it was just like, you know, it was one of those things that was kind of ho-hum to me because I've seen them go away so often. And Tuesday, it was so cool to see Blake and Andrew's response to it. Like, we are on offense. We're victorious over that. It used to scare me, but not anymore. Right? Why? Because now they have another layer of truth that has saturated their beings and it set them free from that fear. Right? That's really cool. How bad do you want it? How bad? Right? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. How bad do I want all of this armor so that I am covered and protected? So that the enemy has zero power over right? Some of you guys get a little frustrated with the way me and Madison talk about struggles and circumstances, and it's because we have freedom over them. We are victorious over them. We say, peace out. You got no power over me. Why? Because I am clothed in the armor of God. I have Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me, and nothing has any power over me. Man, I feel really weird yelling at a screen right now. You were in, if you were in the room right now, you would be getting spit on. Oh, man, would I be fired up. You know, the Pentecostal in me just wants to explode, right? This is huge. That Holy Spirit lives inside of me and that I have the access of putting on armor. And bam, I'm set free. And all those things that I feel bound in, all of those things that restrict me, I have freedom over. Right? It's almost like this whole prophetic, prophetical thing that we get to see here when we read the story of Peter in Acts when he's tied up in prison and the Lord breaks these chains and says, get up and walk. I'll show you the way out here. 
right? That's amazing that we get to read that and say, oh, wow, he can do that physically. What then can he do supernaturally and spiritually over my life? You see it? You see it? You see the importance of having all of the armor, the whole armor of God, not just some of it. Right? It would be really, really sad if we were vulnerable. And we had, and we have the capacity and the ability to actually put on, and we're still saying, nah, <laughs> nah, right? How silly is that? Right? Pretty silly. So all this makes sense. adds a whole nother layer of what it means to live with Christ. Putting on salvation, putting on faith, putting on, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, putting on the shoes, putting on truth, <laughs> and taking up the sword, taking up the spirit, taking up the word, and saying, sorry, I win. I already win. Right? It doesn't say anything about covering my back. This doesn't say anything about protecting my calves. This doesn't say anything about covering my butt. But it says everything about clothing myself properly. Right? Paul only talked about what was proper, what was good, what was pure. He didn't talk about the unnecessary things. Right? If he felt necessary to add, oh, and then you also have to put on, <laughs> you also have to put on uh, shin guards. You also have to put on, uh, you know, whatever. Also have to put on shoulder pads. No, only the essentials. Only the essentials. That's really cool. Cool. Well, let me pray for you. And then if you guys want, we'll chat about it in a little. Okay, let me pray. So, Lord, I just pray that there would be a level of influence and a level of cutting to the core tonight around this truth. That, Lord, as we wake up in the morning tomorrow, that we would remember this and that we would physically see all of the armor being put on us. That, Lord, as we, as we start our days, this is the way we would start our days. Lord, I just pray that you would remind your saints and your people about this that we would put on the full armor of God and that we would see a level of freedom that we've never seen before. So Lord, we just thank you that we have this capacity. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you gave us this privilege to put you on. And Jesus, we magnify you even more as we clothe ourselves with this armor that we would make you known more, that we would magnify you more by truth, by salvation, by righteousness, by all of these things, that we would be peacemakers, all of these things, Lord. I just pray for an increase of, of reverence around all of these things, Lord. I pray that none of these things spoken tonight would fall on deaf ears. 
I pray that you would nestle, that you would nestle these things into our heart of hearts and that we would remember for the rest of our lives what it means to clothe ourselves in the whole armor of God, not just some of it. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you. We thank you for your sacrifice that we could walk in this capacity, that we could be on offense with you, Lord. Not be defensive Christians, but be offense, be on offense for the almighty God to advance the gospel. Yeah, so we just love you. We submit to you on a whole nother level, Lord. Lord, I say, here I am, use me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.